Hello and welcome back to Your Light is Fearless. My name is Amber. I am your host. And today's episode is all about the lunar eclipse in Scorpio and the energies around today being a 555 number in numerology. I'm going to be sharing with you Elizabeth Heartstar Keller, who is an astrologer for over 30 years. She is sharing with us her infinite wisdom in astrology and the cosmos and so much more actually about what exactly is going on, how to support ourselves within this energy, what is coming, what can we step into and just all the most amazing information. I was just enjoying every second of this interview and I know that you will too. Before we jump into the episode, I want to share with you, I am so excited to announce my next online live group course, The Soul Portal. The Soul Portal is an immersive eight-week live online group course that starts June 2nd, Friday, June 2nd, and goes all the way to Friday, August 11th. So this course is going to be focused on how to read the Akashic Records for others. I'm going to be covering the foundations of how to read the Akashic Records, everything from what you need to know in connecting to the Akasha, how do you know when you're connected to the Akasha, how do you how can you help support yourself in getting out of the mind and into the heart? What are the qualities that will help you in aligning into this field of the Akashic Records, how to ask questions in the Akashic Records. This is very important. Not just how to ask questions, but how to help your clients ask questions. We're going to be covering all the skills, techniques, and tools that you will need to know in order to become your your own Akashic Record practitioner and reader. So we will have plenty of time to be practicing amongst each other in each class. Classes will be from 11 to 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't come to a live class, there will be the replay of the recorded class in the class portal. But I'm just really excited for this. I have developed this course to be a very extensive course that covers really what it is that you need to know to read the records for others, but also how to support yourself as a reader, how to deal with insecurities, how to deal with that negative inner critic that we all go through when we're learning something new. And you know me, I don't like to stay in a box. I don't like to stay in the rules. So I'm really going to be giving you some unique, some of my own really unique developed practices that I use to read the Akashic Records. You know, I have learned how to read the Akashic Records by after my near-death experience, when I had that complete divine presence activation, my psychic senses and channels opened. And I was initiated into this realm by a group of monks who introduced me to this realm by really telepathically 
downloading the the word of the Akashic Records. So when I opened the Akashic Records for the first time, I started to ch spontaneously channel the Book of Life. This is knowledge about the universe that they have channeled into me. So my experience in reading the Akashic Records is quite unique. But what I believe has is helps me be a teacher of reading the Akashic Records is that because I had such a powerful introduction to reading the Akashic Records, I very much know what it feels like to be connected into this realm. And I have gone straight to the Akashic Guides to learn exactly what the records is and how to read it. So what I have done throughout the years of myself being a practitioner of reading the Akashic Records is I go to the Akashic realm after I read for others and I ask for information and guidance around reading the records. And so I have received the the wisdom and the knowledge straight from the actual Akashic records and the guides. So that has been my teacher. So I'm teaching from that lens. And I believe that it does create a little bit of a unique spin around my exact approach to reading the Akashic records. So I'm really excited to share with you my knowledge and to also share that you do not need to be initiated into the records by someone else. When you start this journey with me as your teacher, the first week is you, your higher self, initiating yourself into this realm. The Akashic Records is in our DNA. This is something that we live and breathe with every day. It is your birthright to connect to your Akashic Records, and it is something that many of us are being asked to to claim as far as reading for other people because there is no more powerful tool than the Akashic Records to help someone else step into their highest path and potential and to awaken their divine presence, to align them into their soul's plan. And so if you are being called to read the Akashic Records, this class is a very good starting point to get a, a well-rounded knowledge of what you need to know to, to do that, but also how you can support yourself as a reader in the beginning as far as dealing with insecurities, dealing with self-doubt, because we all go through that. I go through that as well. And so I have developed a, a a modality or a method, I should say, to walk you through and teaching you how to align more into the heart, more into your, your soul's mind, body, and soul alignment so that you can not only become empowered and confident as a reader, but really awaken more into an empowered place in your life. So there will always be a parallel journey between awakening your divine presence and awakening your spirituality and being a reader of the Akashic Records. So if you are interested in this, please go to my Instagram account, 
at Malibu Medium, go to the link in bio and there will be a lot more details around what is covered in this course. And I'm super excited to see you there. It is eight weeks. It starts June 2nd. The price is $888. There is three different payment methods available for you. And I'm super excited to see you there. So let's just jump in to today's episode. Everybody meet Elizabeth Hartstar and let's hear exactly about what is going on in this powerful lunar eclipse today. Hello and welcome back to Your Light is Fearless. I am so excited today because I have a very special guest. I have Elizabeth Hartstar Keller who is an astrologer. She's also a close family friend, someone who I have known for quite some time. Um, And she is going to be talking to us all about what is going on in the cosmos. What is this big shift that is taking place, this lunar eclipse in Scorpio, which is really so much more than that. And like I've said to her before, I don't know, I don't know about astrology. So she is the perfect person to explain to us what is going on, how we can support ourselves. So I'm so excited again to welcome Elizabeth to today's podcast show. Welcome, Elizabeth. How are you? Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much, Amber. It's so wonderful. You know, I've known your mother since before you were born (laughs) and father too. (laughs) To explain a little bit more to the listeners. Okay. So Elizabeth is a close family friend. She was the astrologer to my grandfather. She was part of the spiritual community that my grandfather created And she was in that spiritual community along with my mother. So she has this connection to, you know, my mother, my grandfather, my father. And she's been kind of like our family astrologer throughout the years. We've always turned to you to ask you, what's going on? What do we need to know? And you've been reading my chart for many years. I just want to explain a little bit more about you, though, Elizabeth, because you have had a fascinating life. So Elizabeth's search to know herself and discover spiritual truth began at the age of 15 when she was initiated into transcendental meditation. After a few months of meditating, her clairvoyant abilities opened. She had dreams and inspirations from the spiritual realm and became a transcendental meditation teacher at the age of 19 in Los Angeles. She was introduced to astrology soon after, which became her passion. She was blessed to study astrology from many well-renowned astrologers and at the age of 40 became a practicing astrologer. After a life-changing visit to Glastonbury, England in 1993, she created Avalon Journeys to bring groups on sacred site tours in England, Ireland, and Scotland. In your own words, Elizabeth says, my life has been in devotion to spirituality, the divine and great mystery in all traditions. With over 30 years of experience as a clairvoyant astrologer and inspirational guide, my my desire is to be of service in the world by assisting others in self-empowerment by shining light upon their path. So I just wanted to kind of, you know, explain a little bit more of the well-rounded version of who you are, because you're not just an astrologer, you do these amazing guided journeys that I've always wanted to go on. And I promise you one day I'm going to go on this. Um, 
And so, yeah, so to really kind of, you know, narrow it down to one focus, because we could talk about so many things together, I wanted to ask you what is going on today that this, the lunar eclipse that everybody is talking about, um, I just going to hand it over to you to explain to us what is happening? Why do we feel so crazy? Okay. Well, thank you, Amber. I know I'm, I I feel very blessed to be able to share this on your podcast. Um, wow, there's so much about today. It is there's so many things lined up. Not only is it the fifth of the fifth, and the way we write it is five five twenty three. So so many in the spiritual community, as you know, look at that as 555, because we write it like that. So that's in our consciousness. So the five, and especially 555 are the angel numbers. When three come up, three creating a body that that is so powerful. So this is, the five is about creativity and change. And that's what this time is all about. Um, Lunar, it's it's a lunar eclipse today as, as we are speaking it's actually happening at any in in 20 minutes it will be exact so and eclipses can last i didn't check this out for a couple hours and and the shadow is not where we can see it it's in australia and i can't remember where else but um eclipses are super moon full moons well they're 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 not they're collective their collective consciousness it, um, eclipses last for 12 to 1500 years. Okay. They're, they're, they're timelines and they begin their, their life cycle at either the South or the North pole of the earth and why they make shadows in different places. Cause they spiral around to the opposite, whether they were lunar or so, um, uh, from the solar or the north yeah. node and then a new one so these are the cycles within cycles that we always hear about because there are about 80 different what are known as sero cycles that that are happening um for our collective like that we're still working out these old timelines mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that, I hope that's not too way out for people. No, I, I, okay. So, so even though, okay, let me kind of be, I'm going to be the, the, like, I want to say the basic bitch, sorry to cuss. (laughs) I'm going to be the one who to, to process this for someone who, you know, like doesn't understand astrology to your level. Okay. So from what I'm hearing from you saying is that, even though like today is the the crescendo or like it's it's hitting us you know in this very pivotal way these changes and timelines have been happening for what you're saying is thousands of years this one began in the year 1608 okay and then they they have themes okay they 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 come in and then another cycle will come in so This particular theme cycle hasn't happened for 18 and a half years, and it won't come back again for another 18 and a half years, okay? Another cycle, like there are a minimum of four collective timeline cycles each year, 
in our lives, there are a minimum of a new moon and a full moon two weeks apart. Two weeks ago, we had the solar eclipse. And then six months from now, at the end of October, October 14th, and I believe the 28th, we'll have another solar lunar eclipse, but it's going to be a different timeline. It's fascinating. Okay. okay. It's so fascinating. So let me ask you, when you say within this um, period of change or, or cycle, what is it asking or us or calling upon us to change and release? Is it is it just whatever we need to release or is there like kind of a theme that it, it triggers? There's definitely, there's definitely a theme for this particular horoscope, which I've um, printed, you know, I know most of you can't see it. Yeah. But, so, um, so Elizabeth did a whole big chart on this. You can't yeah. see that exactly. But so what, what is it asking us to look at within and to release or what is the theme? Okay. The theme is that there are is called a stellium when there are four or more planets in one sign. It's a major activation of that sign. So there are four planets in Taurus, the sign of Taurus, which is opposite where the this full moon, this lunar eclipse full moon is in Scorpio. So this emphasis is in the sign of Taurus which is the fixed earth sign. Mm -hmm. It's it's ruled by Venus, which is the closest planet to our earth. Mm -hmm. I see Venus as like the sister of the earth. And then Mars, that's why the earth is in this polarity, right? Venus is close, you know, helping us to return to love and beauty and peace. And that's what Taurus, the earth, so so much is in need of now and Taurus is all about what is really a value what do we love what do we you know how are we going to create sustainability and beauty and harmony on our planet so this particular lunar eclipse although the, the the moon is in Scorpio the Scorpio where they're both fixed signs. They like to stay like Taurus likes to hold on to things and create abundance and beauty. And sometimes it's hard to let go of, of attachments. Mm -hmm. Scorpio, the other fixed sign, but it's, it's a water sign, but it's, it's governed more by the planet Pluto, which is about death and rebirth. Like we cannot hold on. This is our life lesson is Okay. Okay. Scorpio is rebirth, death, transformation. Um, so, so we we have we can't hold on and and fix it. We're always evolving, and Pluto is really always searching. The planet that rules Scorpio, its real desire is for evolution, but it will destroy mm-hmm. that which does not support our evolution. So, what's really interesting in this chart right now that um, Pluto has went into the sign of Aquarius for the first time in close to 250 years. Wow. And the United States is having the Pluto return in Capricorn. So it's been in Capricorn for about 20 years. <laughs> yeah, you've gone through a lot of transformation in these 20 years, haven't you? Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, being a Capricorn. Yeah. And, and so the United States and, and look at what's happening in our world and our government and, and Capricorn is about foundations and structures that support life. Mm -hmm. So a lot is changing and there's a lot of, you know, uh, polarity taking place right now. Taurus is all about love and beauty and resources and money, right? Mm -hmm. And so the economy, the planet Uranus is in Taurus and Uranus is the awakener. It's like the, the, it brings change. Uranus was discovered when electricity, when the revolution. So it, it always brings light and change. And it's part of the stellium in mm -hmm. sign of Taurus today. So the North node, the, the North nodes in the horoscope and the South node are called the, the, the lunar nodes because they have to do with the eclipse cycles. So today, the sun and moon are very close to the eclipse cycles. And for the last um, close to 18 months, the nodes have been in. The north node represents where we're needing to go, our future, our destiny. The south node represents where we've been and what we've, we've learned a lot from the, the south node. It holds our, our story and our treasures but it's it's the place of saying, okay, now we need to let go of things from the past and come into this new expression. So what the the, the Taurus um, stellium that I'm talking about has the planet Uranus right next to the sun, okay, mm -hmm. which is what I, the, the great awakener, the great one that brings change. It's kind of like an electrical bolt. It has to do with crystal energy, technology, you know, things that awaken and bring cosmic consciousness. It's known as the higher octave of Mercury, which is the mind and the way we think. Which mm -hmm. It's known as the higher and, octave. And this is where, is this the north node of our, of our universe? Collective. So it's where we're going. This is where we need to go, this great awakening. This is for the last close to, it. it will, it's going to change in July, the nodal position. So this mm -hmm. has been the theme for the last close to 18 months. In July, it will be 18 months. Okay. That it's like, what do we value? North node. What's our destiny? Taurus. Mm -hmm. And then this stellium, I'm going to go through the, the planets that are in the stellium. And for those that, because we're going to try to put this on a YouTube. They yeah, can see I, I'm going to take a picture right now so we could show you. Okay. 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 So yeah. this the the stellium in Taurus. You have all sorts of symbols. You have you're yes. going to explain all of this. So yes, the first symbol is the North Node of the Moon. Okay. So okay, Elizabeth, let me interrupt you for one second. Just so so okay. So you're saying that the planet or our Earth is in a stellium in Taurus. Is that right? That the Taurus is an Earth sign. Okay. But the planets that are in the sign of Taurus mm -hmm. is called a stellium. Now, the okay. nodes are not planets. They're actually points on the ecliptic that have to do with the sun, the moon, and the earth, which is created through these eclipses. Mm -hmm. So that's the north node is in Taurus. Next to the north node is Mercury. Mercury mm -hmm. is the closest to the sun, so it's known as the messenger the way we think and communicate, it's retrograde. And every 
for three times a year for three weeks. I know people know, oh, Mercury's retrograde, we better not. Yes, there can be delays, but mm -hmm. Mercury retrograde is a very powerful time that we're being asked to look back over and to review. So okay. We, so we so have we're, so that's that's you that's we're in Mercury and retrograde right now. Right. And, top and, of everything. Yes. And so this north node is saying, I kind of wrote uh, let me go through these. Then next to Mercury is the this is this symbol is Vesta. Vesta is known as an asteroid. There's a huge asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter with I believe hundreds of thousands of asteroids, but in the 1800s, three of the four of the very largest ones were named after goddesses in the Greek or Roman tradition. So this particular symbol is Vesta, and and she represents the the fire element. She's like the priestess energy or the priest priestess because. The, the, I think the thing that we're being really asked to do is to realize we have male and female within us. And that's why there's all this gender, like people are like, you know, don't want to be called. Well, you know, we come into certain bodies, but we have the male and female right. in us. Right, so, right. So Vesta is dedicated and devoted to being like the keeper of the flame, like the priestess energy. I'm going to bring the light. I, I just want to be a pure vessel. So mm -hmm. here next to Mercury retrograde and the North Node, it's like saying, okay, I'm going to go back over and I'm in, and we're in Taurus. We really care about the earth, you know, and bringing love and harmony and beauty onto our earth. This is our destiny. This is what everyone wants. Right. Um, everyone truly wants that. And then next to Vesta is the sun. You know, the sun, without the sun, there is no life on this planet. It is, it's the heart in the body. The mm -hmm. sun represents the heart in the body. So, and, and, you know, it's our, it's the spirit, it's our light. Okay. So what, what are we going to, um, what are we dedicated to bringing light? And there's the planet Uranus that I was talking about next, right next to the sun. Uh, you know, it's it, and Uranus, the great awakener, the the higher octave of Mercury saying, OK, there's a cosmic consciousness. It's Uranus is crystal energy without crystals. We don't have technology. People don't seem to know that, but it's true. Radio was called a crystal set when it was first discovered. Because oh it, my gosh, I don't yeah. know if I really realized it's called that. a crystal set because it took a crystal to make the, because crystals generate energy you right. know collect right. and generate energy so okay. Uranus is this great awakener it's crystal energy we are crystal beings we have carbon and crystal within us and this is what we're learn what we're awakening to is our multi-dimensional that we truly are of the stars we would not be alive without nova stars and all these you know they they're they know now that we are plasma, you know, that, that the universe is plasma where, where they thought it was atoms, which is carbon. No, it's plasma. So we're water beings, you know, there's more water in our bodies. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. and on the and, earth. And so we're made of stardust. You're saying too, exactly. that's part of what we're made yeah. of. And, and, and would you say too, cause I've been, I, I, I don't know, maybe probably two, three years ago, I started channeling about crystalline consciousness. Yes. So that's making that's me realize that's part of that. Yeah. So that's what this, this time, that's why that we're this day of five, five, five. And then now this symbol came to me. Okay. Now this symbol, this is Sedna. Sedna was discovered, um, first seen, um, by astronomers actually in 2003, but she, I, I heard I was actually in Sedona and Sedna is Sedona without the O which is very interesting. And Sedna is known as a red planet, although she's so far out from Pluto. Mm -hmm. um, so it, I, I worked as an astrologer at a center called the Sedona Heart Center. And we had a big mother drum that mm -hmm. as a service to the community, those that worked there, we would take turns and we would just offer a noontime drumming, a prayer circle for whoever wanted to show up just as a service. And it was my day and it was new, you know, it started at noon. I'm washing dishes and the news is on and I hear the 10th planet has been discovered. Its name is Sedna. Oh my gosh, I rushed to the drumming and there were about four people. And I said, I'm so excited being an astrologer. When a new planet is discovered, it means we're opening our consciousness to this new energy because we are part of the universe. We are right. so much more than we think in these limited 3D bodies right right, As you right. Know. right and so said this symbol came to me i said i want to dedicate this and so it, they they use a funny symbol i can't even make the symbol i have to use a symbol that came to me because when i found out about sedna and her story she's known as the inuit um arctic people's goddess of the sea and okay. again there's more water in our body and there's more water on our earth Right. We are Earth. We are part of the Earth and right. we're part of the stars. So Sedna for the Arctic people is known as the goddess of the sea. And her story is not a very happy one. She was her mother died at childbirth and her, she wouldn't marry any of the suitors that came. And her father said there's many different um, mythology legends. But the mm -hmm. one that I remember, they all have the same meaning. It's um, so the father wanted her to marry and um, she she wouldn't marry. And then she's like, OK, the next one that comes up. And so a cloaked figure comes and the father goes, oh, I have this beautiful daughter, Sedna. She cooks and cleans. Goodbye. You know, and she goes off and he takes his his hood off and it's a raven. So he he flies her to his nest and runs around throws cold meat at her and she's screaming and the father comes in his kayak to save her and and they're in the sea going home and the raven sees them and tries to grab sedna and the water gets rough and the father throws his daughter sedna off the kayak and when she just tries to climb back on he cuts off her fingers it's a sad story but it's this is a legend okay because what what was birthed from the blood in her fingers was all sea life, the whales, the seals, the dolphins, the fish, everything. So this is their legend of the Arctic people because they cannot live without sea life, right? And so the shamans of the tribe 
um, when the seas are rough and they can't um, fish, they believe that Sedna is upset, that something has been, nature is upset and they have to go and they say comb her hair because she has no fingers, right? And she lives at the bottom of the sea, but she gives birth. To, she's the mother of living. You see, that's that's the, what the legend is. So this planet, and it's so interesting when planets are discovered that they take on, it, it, I, you know, how it happens, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a mystery. So you're, so you're saying that this planet is, is this is Sadna? Is this woman that is this goddess or it's it represents that's why I love my symbol because it's kind of like Venus, yeah, you know, being pulled up, yeah, yeah, moon, you know. So now, I, Elizabeth, let me just ask you, is how are these legends birthed? Are they written? Are they historical fact? What it, I know yeah, you might, we don't have the answer, but what I, is your feel? I don't, I don't actually have the answer, but it's just amazing because they take on this energy. Right. So Sedna is about the emergence of the divine feminine after being abused, like, you know, like, oh, just feed us, right? Stay under the water like women. We don't want to hear you. We don't want to see you. Just feed us. Just give us what you want. Mm -hmm. We're going to take what we need. Okay. Right. That's that's what's changing. Right. And, you know, there's, there's a prophecy from the Hopi who are the prophecy keepers and the Mayans are the timekeepers who are the ones with many calendars. Not only it was the end of an old way, it didn't mean the earth was going to end. They have many, many calendars. Okay. It was the end of the old way. And so Sedna to emerge this divine feminine and, and she has a orbit. This is unbelievable. An orbit of close to 12,000 years. That's why she's so close to the earth right now that they saw her. Okay. Um, and 12, to 13,000 years ago, we were in a matriarchal society that was actually a very peaceful society. So mm -hmm. it's not like the women taking over, you know, like it's just the men have gone, the male energy, the Mars energy has gone haywire, as we all know. Yeah. So you this know. is this so, is the time that we come back to balance with the divine feminine. Yes. So Sedna is part of this stellium. So okay. right next to Uranus. So the stellium, I kind of wrote this um, about, okay, what does this mean? North node, Mercury, Vesta, Sun, Uranus, Sedna at the last degree of Taurus, 29 degrees. Mm -hmm. Okay, the last degree is called the critical degree. And next month, at, right after summer solstice on the 24th of June, Sedna is going to start to go into Gemini. So she's going to have her voice and Gemini's the hands too. So she's going to get her hands back. She's going to get her voice back and she's going to stay. She's, she's going to go a little bit back into Taurus. I wrote down the dates. Um, so we are Sedna. We, we, the, we, the woman, the divine feminine, we are Sedna. Do you see this as a symbolic oh, rise? I see it as the emergence of the feminine to be heard and seen and yeah. honored as the mother of all living which is what your grandfather's main message was to mm -hmm. honor each woman as a mother of all living. I mean, that that's what he spoke mostly. So, so what I wrote in this, I, I just wrote it kind of fast. Okay. What does this mean? I put our collective destiny because the North node in this eclipse has to do with our collective. Mm 
Our collective destiny is to review Mercury retrograde. What is love, Taurus? What is a value? What do we truly value? What are we dedicated, Vesta? What are we dedicating our heart, the sun, our spirit, our life, our light to? And, and to awaken Uranus to love of our mother, Sedna, you know, again, there's more water on this planet too. So she is emerging is like saying, you better get back in harmony, just like the prophecies say, uh, or you're going to destroy this beautiful planet. I mean, okay. you know. so, so yes. And yes, I, I, I'm starting to understand this and you're giving such a, a, a deep understanding of what's going on. And I'm just, again, wanting to play the part of someone yeah. who w- does not know about right. astrology. So putting this all together, we have the lunar eclipse in Scorpio. And we have the the north and south node you're saying is like Taurus is what is, is the, the north node. node. Oh, the north node. And, and Scorpio, Scorpio is, is the south, south node. node. So, so it's what do where, we need to let go of? Scorpio. Where we need to let go of is Scorpio. Where we're going is Taurus? Yes. What, you know, this, this again, 18 months. And then when in July, when we, when the nodes move and they go backwards. So it's very interesting. Okay. The planets go forward anyways we won't get into all this strong yeah yeah <laughs> it's too i don't even know how to describe it exactly it's just so fascinating that's why when so i all we all we need to know in simple terms is simple we terms are, we're is, letting go of scorpio we're we're, we're letting go of that which does not serve our evolution mm-hmm. and we can't hold on to the past and the old because mm-hmm. you know we're always change is the order of the universe and uranus is all about change and uranus is in part of the stellium okay so, so so that's what i want to ask you elizabeth is this stellium how does this stellium play into the lunar eclipse is because what is, the, is a stellium <laughs> whenever whenever this whenever there's a full moon the sun is always opposite the, the 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 sun is always opposite the moon. That's why it's full. Okay. 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 So, but this particular five 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 um, lunar eclipse, which again is our collective. There's so many planets in Taurus ask and Mercury retrograde until May 14th of of, of um, this month. Mercury. It's like this review time. Okay. So, what, so the is, so asking what what do you truly value and what do you truly need in your life, you know, um, to to have everything you need. Taurus, Taurus is security. It's money. It's love. It's you know, so many people are going hungry right now. I mean, I'm not going to go into that either. I'll just start crying, but because there's no reason that that should happen. But um, so there's a big emphasis, and then the moon. On the south node, the past, okay, what have we learned from the past? Mm -hmm. And what do we need to change so that everyone can have this love, beauty, security, abundance on our incredible Mother Earth who gives us everything? Put a little seed in. You hardly have to, sometimes you can leave it, hardly gets any water and it's going to grow, right? Everything wants to live here. 
Okay, so so the stellium though is how many planets are in Taurus? Yes, well, when there are four or more planets in one sign, this is what mm -hmm. I was taught by my astrologers. And another thing I was taught by my astrologers in the 60s, he was actually a very well-known Hollywood astrologer. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't even know he was that well-known when I studied with him. But also the other thing that I learned that a lot of astrologers aren't talking about in the 60s when I started studying, a lot of astrologers were talking about putting the earth in the horoscope, whatever your, the sun is, that the earth is that opposite place. Like if you were born on the sun, you look down, the earth would be in the opposite place. Mm -hmm. So I put the earth in the horoscope, even though the earth, the horoscope represents the earth still. Mm -hmm. It's it's the, the 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 sun is our spirit and our light and and how we manifest that is in the opposite. So the sun today is in Taurus, and whenever there's a full moon, the moon is closest to the earth, and the earth is in Scorpio with the moon. Okay. Okay. So okay. You're a Capricorn. Getting this. Listen to I this. You're a Capricorn, it. right? You're a Capricorn sun. Capricorn yeah. is a cardinal earth sign. The cardinal signs start things. It's when the solstice start. It's winter solstice time is Capricorn. It activates. The, the cardinal signs start things and activate. Okay. So, so um, Capricorn ruled by the planet Saturn, which is the last of the physical planets. Saturn um, in the body is our bones, our skin, our teeth, our knees. Everything that gives form and structure, Capricorn being an earth, cardinal earth signs, wants to create foundations and structures in life that support the opposite sign, the moon, Cancer, the sign of the moon, the mother, the home, right? Okay. Saturn's kind of, you could call it like the father figure, the authority, the one that, you know, that's building the, the foundations and structures so that the family is taken care of. Mm -hmm. right so your your earth is cancer moon right the moon sign which is about the mother the family the tribe feeding nourishing you know where the capricorn is like okay how are we going to build things the builders mm -hmm. for our family so that okay. we can, yeah so i get it so no i get it i feel like that's something that i'm feel very guided to share because for me it's helped me i'm a libra son libra is a sign of others i don't really like to be out and i like somebody else oh they can be on stage right they like <laughs> to do that i you know i'll support you that's libra right i don't i have to learn to be an aries it's taken me a long time but that's why i'm doing this now i'm being my guides are want me to share mm -hmm. what i've learned and that's, so, that's, what, that's what I so feel like. Saying, this. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, okay. So you're saying like when we have our, our son in a sign, like your son is in Libra, my son is in Capricorn, the, the earth, the, what's opposite to our son is the earth. And that's what we are, are meant to kind of wake up within us. Yeah. So like that polarity, uh -huh. like, um, listening to more to your intuition feelings, which is what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you completely opened up just since like 2019. I mean, we did. Well, yeah, that, I had a, a near-death 
experience and it completely, um, it, I almost feel like a new person because I had a divine um, activation and yeah, you know, the story, I think those people know the story, but yes. Okay. So, 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 so yeah. So I think it's very important for people to know whatever their sun sign is that that Mm -hmm. opposite sign is the polarity they, that they work with. You know, like sometimes the earth sign is not the easiest. Our sun, our heart. This is, you know, I'm I'm Libra. I'd rather like just, you know, be in a partnership and have I've been alone. You know, I've had to learn to be in Aries. And, you know, Jupiter's in Aries right now. And I have Jupiter in Aries. And so it's kind of like my guides have like since 2020 get out and teach. And and I feel the other thing I feel about this time for all of us is in March, this March, Saturn, which which is the timekeeper, and Saturn stays in a sign for two and a half years. So where Saturn takes 28 to 30 years to go through around the whole zodiac, the moon does that in one month. So there's wow. the opposite too, Saturn and, and the moon. Capricorn and Cancer. The moon's taking care of everything, right? Mm-hmm. And, and but the slowly Saturn knows how to build things. So wherever it is in the horoscope is what we've come in to learn, life lessons, and it's the timekeeper. And it and so Saturn, and it has to do with responsibility and what we need to build. So Saturn went into Pisces, okay, in March, this March. And, you know, when it went into Pisces, I, I, I was like, wow, I just got this. This has to do, Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. It's a, the water sign, the mutable water sign. It's the cosmic ocean. Everything is contained within the sign of Pisces. Why Pisces are so empathetic. And a lot of actors and actresses are have Pisces in there because they can take on another role. Because mm. it's the fluid water, you know, water takes the shape of whatever you put it in. So right. especially Pisces, the last sign of the zodiac and Saturn, here's Saturn. Pisces is formless, right? Saturn is form. So I'm looking at, wow, between March of this year, and then it will leave Pisces in February of 2026. And I really feel like this is the most important time on our planet right now. And today it, with this eclipse, and I want to talk about the Wiesak Buddha moon because it's so special that it's on this eclipse. It has a lot to do with this um, because it has a lot to do with bringing the Buddha Christ consciousness or the spiritual consciousness. But so Saturn in Pisces is make your dreams re- real. Saturn's about reality. We can see it. We can touch it. We know it. It's our bone, skin, teeth, everything that gives form, how we're going to bring heaven to earth, Pisces, ruled by the planet Neptune. Make your dreams real. And so this eclipse is so powerful um, because of that Taurus energy. And then just a little bit about the Wiesak moon, because every... Um, Every year on the full moon in Scorpio, it just happens to be a lunar eclipse this time, which is unusual, doesn't happen that often. In the Buddhist tradition, it's honored, they're celebrating now this Wiesak moon, because that is the day that the full moon in, in Scorpio, when the Buddha was born, when he received enlightenment, and when he died, 
and he mm-hmm. promised to return each year on the full moon of Scorpio to to come together with other enlightened beings or ascended masters or you can call them the angelic realms the company of heaven like they're just like oh i'm getting shivers because they're they they come together in shambhala which is actually a fifth dimensional it exists in the fifth dimension um they can they can come down into the fifth they can't they they have a hard time they don't come really into the third we have to go up to the fifth right that's the whole thing the 3d polarity it's too gross for them so they're in shambhala you know right now like it's happening now sending he promised to come back to to help bring enlightenment to the planet to regenerate the earth to from Shambhala to send this incredible light and love onto the planet and so this is you know the the time to open our hearts to be grateful that we have the ability to raise our level of consciousness to the fifth dimension and as you know it's not really that hard it happened to you really fast and it's a it's a part of us because we we can be in other dimensions, but the fifth is where these beings can come to, and we can that's how we can channel because they can come to the fifth and we can go up and they can come through us so that we can bring it to the third dimension. Exactly. So this- I, I always say that the heart is the portal to the records, yes. to the records because it exists in unity consciousness. Like I almost have tears in my eyes hearing you say this. It's such a beautiful description. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. You're just such a wealth of knowledge. I'm just like, I know there's so much to talk about the, the horoscope. Um, so you this know, the, the I can't go says, into the whole horoscope, but you know, yeah, I felt like but this whole... the, this helps us understand, you know, what's going on with what you're calling the the Wesak, 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 Wesak. Wesak Buddha Moon, yes. And and so five 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 doesn't happen all the time on this that it's five five twenty-three, which is a five. Okay, that's right. magical, a magical sign of the angels, you know saying be positive to the positive changes that you can it's up to you what do you want it's the i am right Mm -hmm. put whatever you want and and really watch the i am because we so easily say oh i am something negative Mm -hmm. and then our body you know Mm -hmm. so this is like this magical time of five 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 it's the lunar eclipse it's the wesak buddha moon it's also the day of um the celtic beltane actually starts on the first of may may day but mm-hmm. this is like the 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 actual day of it because it's the midpoint of the sign of taurus it's the 15 degrees so beltane which is the fertility of the earth you know it's it's the time of um you know the the buds and the flowers and you know it's really it's the midwinter it's in halfway between spring Mm-hmm. um march 21st and summer solstice so it's like this fruitful time wow of, of, of the celtic beltane and it's cinco de mayo right yes yes <laughs> i mean are you celebrating cinco de mayo? I, I actually i am going to um the tennis club and having dinner with some friends and a drink so yeah that's gonna be that this will be like 
I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to ride this energy of new yeah. beginnings, awakenings. You know, isn't it exciting that all these things, the Celtic, the Spanish, you know, Mexican Cinco de Mayo, the lunar eclipse, the Wiesak moon, 555 all today. That's five things. I was just counting. Cinco de Mayo, Beltane, lunar eclipse, Wiesak moon, and... And five five five. And five 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 is five. So five five things for five five five. So yeah. So what do we do? I mean, this is you know to I, see the moment. I guess of this is you know, um, I guess just what I'm thinking is that it's this energy that's helping us kind of push um, forward in our light, like push forward and what we're creating and and take action in these new beginnings um because it, well, it's yeah. you but you will bet you're better to explain this I mean I'm really just trying to process everything you're saying all I know well, is I'm feeling this energy yeah you know there's many people doing meditations online and mm-hmm. you know it was, I, I looked at one of um doing a journey to WESAC which I've done before which um, is very beautiful, like to really, but you can do that yourself at any time, like just opening, you know, meditating, opening to receive and be having this gratitude that, that we live on this beautiful planet and, and these higher beings are here to assist us to create heaven on earth, that that's why we came so many, there's enough of us. I know that there's enough of us, what they call the hundredth monkey. If there's enough people that that are seeking and gain enlightenment, and we really have this opportunity now. As I said, this, this prophecy of the Hopi and the Mayans, and this is really interesting because the they, they say that the, when the blue star appears, and there was this star that appeared in October of 2007, that it wasn't very long, not a lot of people saw it, but the, the they believed that this was the, the, the blue star that they were waiting for to awaken humanity to say, now is the time you have to wake up. You have, you know, you're given the opportunity um, to, to evolve. And then the, the, um, the Mayans have said, then there's gonna be a red star now, now this is interesting because my feeling is that Sedna is this red star returning. They mm-hmm. say when the red star is the purifier and things, when, when it really is seen, when it, it might be another star. I've heard that it's a star that's going to go supernova in, in the constellation of Orion. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure it's Sedna, but Sedna is a red star that's awakening us to the divine feminine, to the emergence of you know, honoring the, the, the mother, the goddess, the earth. Um, and so when this red star, the purifier is when things are going to change radically. And I mean, and they're saying, and I believe this, I, I don't know if you've, you've heard of Dolores Cannon, who, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, she wrote a lot of books like the convoluted universe. And I, I get this feeling about what she talked about, how, those that that are evolved and want to create beauty and peace on the planet, it's almost like we're just going to go into another dimension, like like we're creating, creating the new earth. earth. Exactly. 
And that if you want to stay and play war games and, you know, mm -hmm. stay in the Mars part and you can be there, but we don't want to be there. I no. don't want, there's no, how can we kill? How can we kill people? How can I there know. be suffering in the world? And that's why this Wesak moon is, you know, the whole Buddha um, is, is enlightenment enlightenments and that all can receive enlightenment you know and no and and so there's not suffering so it's like everything it's just like i'm so glad that you have me today because oh my gosh i thank you this is this is i think people are going to be just thrilled and grateful to have the culmination of understanding all the different influences around the power of this energy um, yeah. You are an incredible source of knowledge. And I think sometimes we feel energy, but without the the knowledge, like the concrete knowledge around what's going on, sometimes we we don't solidify like what it is that we can, you know, step into. Meaning, well, knowledge is power, but it's like we we've got to really understand like where we're at in in our collective consciousness as you say and um i just feel the power of this time and i i feel the energy when you speak i think that you have such a huge role to play here to well, educate you know I, I, the one thing i'd like to say is i really feel like this that from now until 2026 and especially starting next year because Pluto's giving us this little opening for 80 days, and then mm -hmm. it's going to go back into Capricorn um, until next year. So, we're, um, mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like next year, it's like this is, you know, we've been the, the Aquarian age, ages are 26,000 years. So it's not like in one day you're through the, you know, the age, it starts here and it, no, it's hundreds of years. Okay that we've been building up. Like they kind of talked about that in the 1800s. In the 1800s, and I, one thing I didn't talk about is the planet Neptune was discovered in the 1800s and all these spiritual movements, theosophy, bringing the East to the West, um, yogi, you know, coming. Um, that's when Neptune was last discovered in Pisces in its own sign. And we are live now in 2011, Neptune went into Pisces for the first time since the 1800s. It takes 164 years for it to go around the zodiac. So to, for us to be alive with Neptune in in Pisces and now having Saturn, Neptune is like formless. It's Neptune is known as the higher octave of, of Venus because Venus is more physical love. It's close to the earth. It's beauty. It's harmony. It's security. But Neptune is the unconditional love, like the Christ consciousness or whatever you choose to call the great mystery, that which connects us all, you know, that we are alive at this time is also miraculous. That And so Saturn and, and Neptune are both in Pisces now and will remain in Pisces until 2026. So I feel like today, the 555, and especially next year, these next three years are mm -hmm. the most critical in our whole life when we are really asking 
to 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 follow our divine destiny and i think that's a part of the taurus not just like okay i have to work and i have to do this to make mm -hmm. the money and to, you know have this and all this stuff mm -hmm. you know what is in your what's your real destiny and i think that's a part of like the 2020 like the isolation it's like it made us kind of look like go within what's really right. important to us okay and yeah, reevaluate re and realign so the, the, and the world's changing a lot in the next three years i think it's going to look really different than it is now and we have to ground the earth and the heavens you know what i mean i think that's what's so important that people not get lost in this meta verse that you know that's part of this neptune in pisces but keep your feet on the earth and your head in the stars you know because you know i don't I, th there's so much beauty in the world i mean go outside look at the stars lay in the grass be under a tree the trees are truly our healers i mean oh my gosh i know trees you know we don't want to lose the earth right 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 and, and i know what you're saying with the metaverse like <laughs> we want to be every heaven is on earth like you said bringing that bringing that consciousness now um within ourselves, grounding it in so we can truly create change and break these old paradigms. And yeah. I just look around and I, I, I look at like even the school system and. Well, I know. And you have, you have teenagers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this has got to change. And I, you know, just so much has got to change this, the, these structures and, and um, things within ourselves too. I mean, and you know, I, I've I've um, been doing uh, readings for twenty-year-olds, mm -hmm. and I'm calling them the Aquarian generation because in I think it was was it 1993 or five, I think it was 1995. Uranus went into Aquarius, and it stays for seven years in a sign. Mm -hmm. And they're so amazing. When I'm doing the horoscope, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a lot of. Um, hope for the world with people with you know such good you know amazing just amazing young people and and your age and your children's you know it's like I do I have a lot of hope I have a lot of hope that 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 we're not going to get lost in this and or, or you know weird <laughs> www weird world web right. <laughs> and you know use the technology use all of these things for our benefits mm -hmm. but don't lose our humanity and our earth and our you know the beauty that we have of uh, you know um I don't want to have food out of a machine right like absolutely not mine has one of these things and he made this thing out of this wasn't food that it's good for his business but I mean it was just like oh my gosh that's so like you know these 3d things that's what I mean yeah yeah no but this is such an important message Elizabeth I I just think that everyone's going to get so much out of this episode so much out of this interview with you and I know I have and I really appreciate you coming on it I think that that was that message you just said was like the message that we all need to hear, but is Taurus, there any the earth? Taurus, the earth. Right. 
Um, is there any last parting words that you have? I know you've already said so well, much. Well, you know what? I just, I, I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget that to watch this Nova PBS YouTube, it's, if you go to Nova PBS YouTube and put new eye on the universe okay. and this new telescope, this web, and what I love the most is the astronomers are just like so blown out. These young astronomers like, oh, my gosh, it's another galaxy to, you know, to realize how vast and how magical what we live in and the and our opportunity to actually be able to experience and see these things. And like the work that you're doing of helping people open their Akashic records, their psychic abilities, that we all have that. We, we actually, we have the opportunity to be, to, to time travel, to telepathic communication, um, to, um, that the computer is just, it's not smarter than us. We actually have this ability within us to tap into. We can ask and receive. I mean, this is showing us what we can do. So I think that, that. So important. That's so important. You just said that because. It's it's like you just said, well, first of all, the Akashic Records is the database of, of infinite knowledge. And when you open your records, you're tapping into that universal wisdom. And here you have everyone, you know, putting their focus on, the, like you said, the computers and artificial intelligence, but we are our best resource. Yes. So that's all really within us. That. We're magical beings. And that it's just like to discover. And it's not outside of us. Yes, enjoy the beauty and the things that that are being created in these amazing technologies that can help humanity. But yeah, but not don't forget our our the wisdom that we have and how our humanity and, and caring for one another and and not about just like what can I get. I just I would I would hope that all the billionaires in the world would just like give a little so that there's not hungry people on the, that people aren't suffering right now. There's too much suffering. Yeah. I and, hope and it's not, it's not necessary because we really have it all. You know, if we use the natural resources, the wind, you know, um, solar and not raping the earth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not taking from the mother, but actually giving back, mm -hmm. planting our seeds. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank Amber. you. No, thank you. This is just, it's just lighting me up. I, I just really, honestly, I can't thank you enough for being here today. So Elizabeth, so you do give astrology readings. You have your tours. What, could you share with people where they could find you, your Facebook, Instagram, website, and all yes. that? I'm, I, I'm, um, yes, on, I'm on Facebook as Elizabeth Hartstar Keller. And my website um, is astro dash or hyphen oracle so that's a s t r o dash o r a c l e dot com and then my email is elizabeth at astro dash oracle dot com and i yeah i love to do this and i feel my new mission is i want to teach little children little ones astrology that's what i want to do next spring i feel like next spring equinoxes are you know is our time for our new mission. So I'm really excited. I'm going to be um, 
I, I've always wanted to teach children and oh, I, you know. yeah, that will be perfect. I mean, you're, you'll be awakening, um, a whole generation into this cosmic knowledge. Um, I'm excited for you about that. And I just want to say that I'm also going to have all your links in the show notes. So if anyone wants a reading with Elizabeth or is interested in going on a journey to England and Scotland, all these different places. I know I'm, that- I'm mainly focusing on Sedona, but this is a really magical place. So please come. There's it's it, I've been wanting to bring people now here. I mm-hmm. feel like for 28 years, which is a Saturn cycle, I've been taking groups to England. Mm-hmm. And now I'm really focusing on being in Sedona. And it's okay. so amazing. All these young people are moving here and opening these great shops and the vortexes. I mean, it's truly, um, I believe that it's that it's really the 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 sacral chakra of the planet, you know, the red earth. And just to to go out early in the morning and sit on the red rocks and it's a magical place. So that's my new my new um, 2024 is teaching children and being in Sedona. And and I'd love to to share. I've lived here 33 years now. And um, yeah, it's a magical place. It's gotten very touristy. It wasn't when I moved here, but it's but it's because people are drawn to come to receive. what the Red Rocks, Sedona, the mother Sedona has to offer. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think that sounds, sounds magical. No, thank you, Elizabeth. And I just wanted to say to everyone, um, thank you for listening. And I hope you all have a magical day. And remember, your light is fearless. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Your Light is Fearless. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you are loving Your Light is Fearless, I would so appreciate a rating and review. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do. And please let me know what other topics you would love to know about. I'm so excited to connect to you. If you guys want to reach out to me, the best place would be to DM me on my Instagram at Malibu Medium. And I just wish you all the most amazing rest of your day.